Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Knenitsia, The Well, a podcast series about topics of interest to the global Ukrainian community. This episode is produced for The Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper published in English for Ukrainians around the world since 1933. Our guests for this episode are Tom and Jason Burchard, owners of the Veselka restaurant in New York City, and Michael Fiore, who is a documentary filmmaker and director of the new film, Veselka, the Rainbow on the Corner at the Center of the World. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. Good to see you, Michael. Yes, thank Wonderful. You. Thank you for joining me today on Krenitsia. To start off with, uh, I'd like to get a little bit of information about your educational and professional background. So, Tom, I think you're the senior statesman here, so maybe we can start <laughs> off with you. I'm, I'm definitely the oldest guy in the room. Um, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Pensacola, New Jersey, um, went to Rutgers in New Brunswick. Um, while there, met uh, the, the family that owned Veselka, met my future wife at a fraternity party and um, started working in Veselka in, in 1966 um, and eventually took over when my uh, father-in-law suddenly tragically passed away in 1974. So I'm a proud Rutgers grad and um, and uh, ran Veselka for, for many, many years. Michael, can you give us some background on yourself? Sure. I a graduate of NYU's uh, Tisch School of the Arts, uh, undergrad film and TV, uh, a neighbor to Veselka. And as any good NYU student or alum knows, you use Veselka as your second kitchen. And that's how I came to know Veselka over the years. Jason, how about you? Um, I, I've graduated the School of Hard Knocks, as they would say. Uh, I've uh, city raised, uh, went to um, SUNY Albany, uh, upstate, graduated with an economics and finance degree uh, with no, um, at that time, no real intention to get involved in the family business, but realized shortly after graduating that, uh, that this would become a, a labor of love for me and and basically have been here with the exceptions of a few side um, excursions have been here involved in the restaurant since I was a teenager. So, uh, and now the current uh, third generation proprietor. So Veselka is celebrating its 70th anniversary this year. Tom and Jason, can you talk a, a bit about when it was founded and the early days? Tom can take that question to start. Yeah, uh, my father-in-law, father and mother-in-law, uh, the Darmokwals, were um, Im immigrated from a displaced persons camp in Germany in 1950, um, along with many others who came into our, our neighborhood. And uh, a, f a couple of years after arriving, I mean, like many recent immigrants, they did menial jobs, but they were they were very involved in the Ukrainian community in the East Village. And um, my father-in-law had somewhat of an entrepreneurial background. So when he had an opportunity to buy a little uh, candy store newsstand on the corner of 2nd Avenue and 9th Street, he did. Uh, he named it Veselka. 
and um, it grew over the years slowly. It was very much a center of the Ukrainian community back in those days. And as I said, he passed away suddenly of a heart attack in the store in 1974, and that's when I took over. And slowly over the years, kind of transformed it from a candy store newsstand into a full-fledged restaurant. And Tom, as a follow-on to that, what was the greatest challenge to keeping the restaurant in business during the dark days of the 1970s and 1980s? Yeah, we definitely went through some dark days in the in the uh, in the late 70s. The, the neighborhood went severely downhill. It became uh, dr- drug infested, heroin, and then crack, cocaine flooded the neighborhood and. Um, the Second Avenue subway. They, the city started construction on the sub, Second Avenue subway after a, a year of digging up the street and making making a mess of Second Avenue. Um, the city ran out of money and stopped that project. So that was really the low point, 1977, 78. Um, luckily, in 1980 or so, the neighborhood started to improve. We got a positive review in the Village Voice and. Slowly, slowly, I was able to turn it at the at the eleventh hour before we were before we went out of business. Michael, why did you decide to do a documentary film about Veselka, and how is this film different from other films you've made? And a final question: What do you hope to achieve with the film's release? Uh, Veselka obviously is a beloved part of the East village. Um, and I, I knew its basic history, um, prior to being introduced to Tom and Jason, um, in kind of preparing my pitch to them, I, I did a little bit of a deeper dive. And when I saw this multi-generational story, I, I really wanted to focus on a story about, um, fathers and sons. And then, um, when the war, uh, started, um, we met actually, several months before the war began and it wasn't a twinkle in anybody's eye other than Putin's at that point. And uh, when we got together to film and everybody was in agreement that they would commit to this, um, there were added layers to the father and son theme um, because we kind of quickly saw this displacement of several of the um, Ukrainian staff members and how their families were being severely disrupted by the war and over time, you know, we you, and you see this in the movie, um, J- Tom and Jason are supportive of everyone, male and female. But in particular, there were a few young men that kind of needed this surrogate father support. And Tom and Jason uh, filled those shoes beautifully, uh, as you'll see in the movie. Um, I, I want the takeaway to be um, and there's a there's a kind of a a big moment at the start of act two where um, a local government official comes in and I think his heart's in the right place. But as a politician, Jason says in the movie, you have to have really big years to listen to all the parties at the table. And on that day, he was splitting his interest between multiple messages. One of them being let's support Ukraine on day 12 of the war. Um, But he just seems to kind of fall short. And at that moment, it, becomes pretty clear that you need your local leaders, not your government officials to take charge in certain matters. And we, we all can be like Jason and Tom. 
we don't have to look to our, our government leaders to to make change and help people across the world. Like we can do it from our own little corners at the center of the world. Jason, it's evident from the film that Veselka is much more than just a restaurant. Please talk about this. <laughs> you know, with the with the onset of the war, or actually, I've always been a big believer of seeing the glass half full and not half empty, and 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 seeing all the things that have been thrown at us here at Veselka over the years with Superstorm Sandy and nine eleven. And just the longevity and the, you know, the perseverance of what we we've survived here. Um, I've always, you know, keep my thoughts about Veselka very humbly. But it really came to fruition when the pandemic hit, and we, you know, as many restaurants had to close indoor dining, but we you're able to keep open for takeout and delivery. But we decided to take the moral high road or more conscientious about our um, employees that we actually closed for eight weeks. But when we reopened uh, softly, we reopened with great fanfare and very, very um, happy or, you know, very um, <clears throat> this, the support and the, the, the people wanting to know or knowing that we survived this and that we actually had partnered up with a third party platform called Gold Belly. We were able to ship our food across the country and it was gangbusters. Uh, and, and that really helped us keep our head above water. And just a second, the notion about Mike talking about the movie um, and, and having it pre-screened already in Santa Barbara, the, 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 the feeling that I'm getting or the comments that I've heard that it's a very, it's a here in, where Veselka is was a much larger Ukrainian community. It's still considered little Ukraine that the sense of community here is very strong. And as my grandfather was a, a true Ukrainian Patriot, always tried to do best or, or try to envision a free Ukraine. We, we tried to do, I tried to, you know, fit it, uh, follow in his footsteps, big shoes to follow, but I'm, I'm doing my best and we're trying to advocate and raise monies and, continuing to do what we can to support Ukraine. And I think that was evident in the, in the movie. Jason, let's talk about that point about raising funds for Ukraine during the Russian invasion. How much have you raised so far? And, and what has that effort been like on the ground? So yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's been a roller coaster. to be honest with you. I, I, since the beginning of the, uh, the conflict there was great support people came out in droves we probably doubled our business and people wanted to know how best to support us and i'm not in the business i'm not a nonprofit. i'm not i don't uh, have any direct ties to ukraine but thankfully i've been partnered with an organization called rasm for ukraine um they're local they have offices just two doors down from us I have very close relationships with the founder one of the founders dora chomiak that I've been working with for even when during the first invasion in 2014, but we've actually uh, had partnerships prior to that and they are advocate very well and collect. So we partnered up with them initially. So anybody that wanted to give any monetary uh, donations, they were here in the restaurant. They didn't know what to do. They know Veselka being here at the corner at the center of the earth. Uh, uh, we steered them there. 
shortly after the the conflict started, I felt that I, I needed to do something. I mean, I was obviously reaping the rewards of all this support that I decided that uh, um, our Ukrainian borscht, which is, we've been serving here since its inception or since a you know some some short sometime shortly after opening in 1954, uh, that we would donate all the sales of our borscht. We had a borscht initiative or actually just recently was called Borscht Diplomacy, that I would do uh, share all the profits of our Borscht sales, whether you ate it here, you took it home and ate in your living room, or when we shipped it to you via third party across the country. During that first year, uh, we raised 250000 that I earmarked uh, some, uh, I didn't donate to one specific. Everybody came with their hands out, and but, and I, and I was, uh, Glad to help. Razum being a benefit, World Central Kitchen, uh, uh, Ukrainian Habitat Fund, our local church uh, had difficulties. They also got overwhelmed with uh, uh, an assortment of uh, supplies that were desperately needed in the beginning, socks, batteries, bandages, diapers, baby formula. And Veselka was also a hub since the church had limited uh, people there to man their doors and we had uh, employee inspired said that we created an Amazon wish list and people called from parishes all around the tri-state. How can I help? We collected all this stuff. I, I let them you let them bring it to Veselka. And then uh, within a day or two, I would take it to St. George's Catholic Church, uh, 7th Street. Um, to date, I, I, the abortion initiative uh, uh, has run out or I've, I've moved on to other I've partnered with others. Uh, I have a, a, a Cabernet that's um, been donated by City Winery that we have on draft. And they, the uh, portion of the sales goes to, continues to go to Ukrainian um, humanitarian relief efforts. I have a special Bereniki bowl. Uh, it's called our um, Save Ukraine bowl. Proceeds of that are continuing to be raised. So to date, I think we're saying, I was going to say it was, it's north of 500, but I think we're saying 600,000 as of this week have been collected and um, dispersed to a variety of um, nonprofits. Tom, when did you retire from full-time management of the Selka, and what is your role today in the organization? Um, I, I retired kind of... Suddenly, I mean, it had been in the planning, and I had been I had been slowly stepping away. <laughs> when COVID started, um, and and you know, being a senior citizen plus, I got I got concerned, and um, my wife and I uh, moved to our second home in Vermont. So the beginning of COVID, that was March what 2000? 2020. Uh, 2020. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Twenty twenty. Um, I kind of left in a hurry and luckily Jason was there to take over. So our succession plan was sped up a little bit. Jason did a great job holding down the fort. And of course I was here to answer questions, support any way I could, but my wife and I pretty much stayed away from New York with a few rare exceptions for, for a year. So my role currently, Jason's hundred percent owner. I'm here to advise as needed. And, and, um, very much enjoying seeing the film and now hearing the the very very positive reaction and and uh, uh, do, doing doing things like this to promote the film. I think we'd really like to get this film out for everybody to see 
uh, tells an intimate story of how a small business in New York reacted to a, to a very tragic invasion and war. Gentlemen, we're just about out of time, but I did have one more question for Jason and then a final question for Michael. Jason, what changes do you hold to implement at Veselka in the near future? What changes? I mean, uh, we have, you know, we've been talking about, and it's mentioned in the movie that, you know, my father made a, a, had the opportunity to do expand uh, into fellow stores, fellow commercial spaces uh, within this, our landlord is PLOS Foundation. There are still, well, there was one long standing last commercial space on 9th Street. It was a beloved uh, toy store called Dinosaur Hill, and we've had a long relationship with its proprietor, Pam Peer, she retired as well, right? As COVID hit, she had saw the writing on the wall, you know, as we now enter in a, uh, you know, this Amazon vacation where everybody uh, orders online and nobody goes shopping, small business shopping has died. So we did have plans to uh, expand into the final space here in the Plus ground floor. But because of the war, we've put it on hold because I felt like, People needed to have a place to come, um, but we do have still have goals or dreams or uh, plans to finally begin that renovation. Um, through other ventures, we've had the uh, we've opened up a, a kiosk in Grand Central Station uh, in this past year, September of this past year. I, I'm really banking on. Uh, of people coming back into the office, as well as we're uh, planning a new location in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, uh, which is going to be a commissary kitchen a majority, where we're going to cook majority of our food and then send to uh, these locations, as well as our nationwide shipping will be, be based out of that location. We're really hoping that um, that will be a continued uh, sort of stream of revenue to ship Bereniki and Borscht across the country. Michael, you get the final word today. <laughs> what is the rollout plan for the Veselka documentary? Thank you so much. Um, again, thank you for having us all on. And, and to, to share Veselka's message with your audience is, is so special to us and important. Um, the, the movie uh, is actually going to come out first, uh, I think appropriately so, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, starting February 22nd for one week, we're going to be in six theaters from Kharkiv, uh, Kiev, uh, Lviv, and Odessa. Some cities will have multiple cinemas. Um, and then the following day, we're going to be doing our U.S. theatrical. So it's February 23rd to the 29th. And we'll be at the Village East Cinema uh, in New York City, just two blocks north of Veselka in Los Angeles at the Lemley NoHo 7 in North Hollywood, um, in New Jersey, the Bernardsville 3 Cinema, um, and in Washington, D.C. at the gallery, uh, Regal Gallery Place. All of those are week-long runs. And then we kind of have these breakout. You're going to see theaters pop up over the next month or so as well. So we'll be in Color uh, Boulder, Colorado for a week at the Daisy Arts Center uh, starting March 20th. And in April, we're going to be at the... Uh, Siskel Center in Chicago as kind of a one-off uh, event, uh, working with some friends and allies in the Ukrainian community there. And then uh, we'll be in Toronto at the um, 
Ted Rogers Hot Doc Cinema uh, for a multi-day run starting uh, April 12th. So um, please, you know, share share the news with uh, your friends, uh, those listening now, your friends and family. Uh, you know, visit us on our social media platforms, um, Veselka Movie, as well as the uh, Veselka Restaurant website, um, where you can find updated and uh, theater release schedules, as well as other other news as the movie rolls out. Tom, Michael, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today on Krenitsia. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I have been speaking with Tom and Jason Burchard of the Selka Restaurant in New York City and Michael Fiore, who's a documentary filmmaker and director of the new film, The Selka, The Rainbow on the Corner and the set at the Center of the World. This episode of Krenitsya has been produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper published in English for the global Ukrainian community since 1933. And I'm Mike Burek, the host and producer of Krenitsya. Until next time, that's all for now. <laughs>